It's so nice to be with you guys. I think this is like my first time ever here. Hey? No, it's not your fault. My fault. Um, so lucky to be with you guys. Um, super excited what God's doing here. It's, it's so lucky. It feels fresh. feels like you, um, you're going to pretty soon. Um, and I'm excited about the who's coming to dinner thing. We did that a, a few years ago, and it really just changed the game. And um, can we pray? F- it's Haley, hey. Can we just pray for the, for the who's coming to dinner? Because I think what Abby was saying is so true. I think the nations are going to come. Um, but I think it's by prayer. Like sometimes, you know, when the disciples couldn't cast out the demons, and they went to Jesus like, why isn't this thing working, you know? And they're like, oh, it's by praying and fasting. <laughs> you guys don't pray and fast enough. Um, and so, Father, thank you for Haley and her vision just to to open, get homes to open. And Lord, we really want to just pray a blessing on this who's coming to dinner thing. Lord, that oh, your presence will be in every home that's open, Lord, that those, those guys that might even think we're crazy, Lord, will just see something of you in us and we're drawn to your kingdom. And so, Lord, we're looking forward to hearing amazing testimonies of your goodness and salvations and the lost being found and the lonely being put into family, Lord, through this thing in the next while, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, yo, yo, Leon, well done, bud. Hey? Did good. Um, so I got a PowerPoint. This young lady will hit it. Hopefully we can keep up with each other. Um, Neil asked me to preach on the Holy Spirit this morning. Um, and, and I know that was touched on last week a little bit, so hopefully I don't regurgitate what was said last week. But um, um, yo, I'm, I'm really just excited what the Holy Spirit is doing. And maybe I want to demystify him a little bit, because I think sometimes, because in the old days they used to call him the Holy Ghost, and weird, weird things came out of that, and people's perceptions of who the Holy Spirit is, I think have been warped a little bit. Um, and because of that, we don't rely on him. So we might do a little bit of that this morning as well. Um, but I want to talk about the Holy Spirit power because there is power. The Word of God says that the, the one who raised Christ from the dead, the Holy Spirit, lives in us. So think about that very quickly. The one who raised the resurrection power that raised Christ from the grave on the third day is living in every believer. That's gone, girl. That's young and old. That is a crazy thought. And so the Holy Spirit is, is not a mystical, mystical creature or thing or airy-fairy spirit hovering around. He's actually the third person of the Trinity of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father. So you get God the Father, you get the Son, and you get the Holy Spirit. And I think today, in today's age, because there's been so much misuse of the Spirit, I think we tend to just not go near him. The problem with that is we need the Spirit to live. <laughs> we need the Spirit to, 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 in the church to grow. And we need the Spirit to bring life. And we need the Spirit to save people. And we need the Spirit to heal people. And we need the Spirit to bring broken hearts into wholeness. Does it make sense? Are you guys with me? Awesome. And so let me ask us a question. Um, 
What, uh, it'll be in the next slide, I think. What makes me different? You can say that to yourself. What makes me different from everyone else around me? Am I in the way? Uh, sorry, Mr. So what makes you different from your colleagues at work, maybe some of your friends, your family? What makes you stand out in this world? Have you thought about that? Because we all kind of look the same, right? Some are better looking than others. Take Mark, he's not here. He's got a good-looking guy. Spent a bunch of time in Zambia with him, and he's, he's got, he, well, in those days, he had six-packs and pecs and all those things. I haven't seen him lately, but he's, some, so some of, is a guy, and it's just like dad bod now. It's awesome. Um, what makes us different? What makes us stand out? What makes the world look at us and go, Brett, you are flipping crazy, but there's something about you that I want. The only thing that makes us different is the Holy Spirit. And if we're allowing the Holy Spirit to move through us and in us. So last night, some of us went through to the student camp. I didn't even know it was happening until I got an invite to preach there last night. And um, I ended up not really preaching. I ended up just the Holy Spirit came in, in the worship time. And I think we threw out the net, and there's a discrepancy. He thinks like seven to nine people gave their lives to Jesus. I think it was more 10 to 15. There was a lot. And so the first thing we did was throw the net out. We used a bit of Wesley's testimony on his behalf that he didn't know about. So I felt a little bit bad about that. But like these guys started raising their hands, and then I just like, can you stir? And just these young people just standing to give their lives to Jesus. I was like, that was the first word. It was quite like... It was like, it was quite a gnarly word. It was like, we started really hard, you know, like, and there was just something of the Holy Spirit working in the hearts of these young people. And then they just start standing up. It's crazy. And then, really feeling strongly, like some, someone's trying to either commit suicide or self-harm or something, and that's a hard word to throw out. I'm just trying to be, like, I'm trying to be led by the Spirit. Now I haven't even started preaching. This is just, hey, I'm Brett. Nice to be a boom. And this one girl, he actually left the meeting to go cut herself. And somehow hears that there's a word about someone trying to hurt themselves and God wants to redeem them. And so she comes back into the meeting and God powerfully moves upon her. And I'm like, what is that? I only found it after the meeting because she came. She said, Brett, you don't understand what God did in my life. And I think five or six men and women raised their hand and then we got them to come to France and I said whoever loves these guys and wants to pray for them and trust for breakthrough please come up just like a hundred people stormed us I, I, I jumped out of the way I was like please don't take photos it's not COVID friendly stuff and there's just like like hugging and snorting and trolling and just it was disgusting in some parts it was just like I actually asked the one said please just get toilet paper or something because it's just flowing and you see these, it was bad. Austin, you were there, but it was. And I'm sitting there going, God, what is this? And for like 40 minutes, the Holy Spirit just came and he shifted people's hearts and lives. It's crazy what God wants to do. It really is crazy what God says. So the difference is this his presence or, or having his presence and living in his presence or not. So let's read a scripture Exodus 33. Verses 15 and 16. It should come up there. And he, and he said to him, this is Moses now speaking to the Lord, eh? Because <laughs> God is like, I'm going to send you. And this is what Moses said. He got it. He said, and he said to, said to him, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring me up from here. 
For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not your going with us that is, that, so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the planet? Or face of the earth. And so you need to understand something about the presence of God. Moses, who was one of the most amazing leaders in the Bible, actually maybe in the history of mankind. I'm preaching on him later tonight in our congregation. He was gnarly. Man, he did things. Like I've just been looking at his life this whole week. And I'm going, man, this guy. And he said, God, if you don't go with me, I don't want to move from this place. He knew something about the presence of the Lord. He knew what it was that only God could do what God needs to do in and through him and the nation of Israel. And so how much more do we need the presence of God to go with us? And so maybe we haven't even thought of that. And I want to just bring some things to light. And so I've mentioned, next slide, I've mentioned that Jesus is, I mean, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. And uh, I think I just wanted to put a picture up just so you could think. So, so his wisdom, his understanding, his counsel, his fruitful, his, it's back to front, sorry, I don't know why. Um, and it's so amazing that he's a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. Um, he has characteristics of a person. He teaches us. He speaks to us. He actually has emotions. <laughs> That's crazy. We never thought of it. He has actions of a person. He guides, he gives, he fellowships, he teaches, he comforts, he counsels. You know he's subject to personal treatment. He could be lied to. He could be tested. He could even be resisted and insulted. And then the worst of all, he can be blasphemed and sinned against. And so I want to mention that to you because he's not, he's, he is a spirit, but he's also a person. And he has feelings and he has emotions and his role and his job is to live in us so we are different from the rest of the world. It's a beautiful thing when you think of the Holy Spirit like that. You guys are following me. You're very quiet. It's my first touch. So I don't know. I'm not sure if we're doing well or if we're doing badly. No one has thrown anything at me yet. So that's a good thing. <laughs> and then in Acts 1 verses 8, which will be the next slide, there's this, there's this promise that comes. And I love this. It says, so Jesus is telling his disciples to go and pray and wait for him because there's a helper coming. There's a gift coming. And so what I love, what I love about the New Testament is um, in the Old Testament, you see the Holy Spirit coming, but randomly on people. Well, not randomly, but as God desired on individuals and not necessarily everybody. And so now there's this promise away from like three, four hundred years before, maybe even more, of the Holy Spirit coming on all people. And so Jesus says this, but wait and go and pray and wait on me and seek on me. And you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And what Jesus is saying is, you can't do this life by yourself. You've had me up until this point. I need to go so that the Holy Spirit can be ushered in. But when that happens, there's power. So my question to us is this. If the Holy Spirit is in you, two things have to happen. There should be some form of power of the Lord in you. So it's not on your ability. You're able to do things that you shouldn't do naturally by yourself. But there's also a desire to witness. And so the whole role of the Holy Spirit coming on us is to witness. If we're not witnessing, maybe the Holy Spirit's not in us. <laughs> if we're not operating in the power that the Holy Spirit can give us, and we're not, if we can't witness, there's a problem there. And so a lot of Christians are come and sit, and we become pew warmers, but we never actually fully walk into the, 
the call of God in our lives because we don't realize what is in us. <laughs> and if I, wanna, if I can encourage you today, I'm probably the least amongst us here this morning. If you take my natural abilities, I'm pretty below average. Even last night, one of the youngsters actually hurt me a little bit. He was like, Brad, I keep on telling everybody that, man, without God, you suck as a leader. I'm like, oh, and you are totally, like, random and weird. And I'm like, oh, it's hurting. He was like, he's like so, so, like, straightforward. I'm telling everybody. I'm like, please don't tell anybody. Like, <clears throat> but he said, Brad, there's something of, like, you just, you just want God to work. And you just want to position yourself, and that's what's cool about you. And I was like, okay, he redeemed himself a little bit. So still hurting. I didn't really sleep last night. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. And so what I want to encourage you. I'm probably, I'm very, I'm very mediocre, like very mediocre. I shouldn't be doing the stuff that I'm doing in the kingdom of God. But God. Because I'm like, God, Holy Spirit, whatever you want to do. God, whatever you, I just like, I just a hungry heart. Just come, do something, anything. And because of our position of a heart, I think I'm stepping into a lot more than I should be. And so I want to encourage you. You might go, well, how can God use you? He can use you. He wants to use you. I don't know how he'll use you. And everyone is used differently, but he desperately wants to use you. Because we use hands and feet. It's cafe. Okay, now we're waking up a little bit. Okay, you're getting to know me. Maybe it was my Durban accent. I don't know. Maybe. So next slide, quickly. So I want to just define this, this power quickly. Because I don't want to, it must be mystical. It's, it's the mysterious power or presence of God in nature, in individuals, and in communities. Inspiring and empowering with qualities they would not otherwise possess. And so the Holy Spirit power isn't just this, yeah, it's, it's tangible. It's the presence of the creative, living, King of Kings, Lord of Lords in creation, in people groups, and in the individual in the New Testament. And so let's think about some of these things. Power. In creation. Just think about this. Genesis 1 and 2 is, amen. Um, Genesis. God says, let it be. Boom. The power of God through his word. Boof. Everything that we know. Everything we see. Everything we can't see. Everything as minute as a microscope has to pick up the single cell that holds everything together. God said, let it be. Boof. And everything was. Yo, that's exciting. Oh, I'm excited about that. Everybody else is like, oh my goodness, let's get this guy out of here. Think about Exodus 12, 29. This is a little bit more, a little bit more sinister, but in um, looking at Moses, I didn't realize this, that Moses was sent by God to say to Pharaoh, you're hurting my sons. I didn't realize that. I actually read that this week. I've never read that in the Exodus. You're hurting my sons. So go and tell them to set my sons free. And then he says, no, I don't believe in this God that you, and then God said, I will strike your first sons down of, Israel, of Egypt, every one of them, if you don't let my people go. I, I've never seen that before. And I've been a Christian for a long time. And I was like, yo. So God was actually going, hey, let my sons go. Let my family go. And the, the angel of death just sweeps every firstborn of everything of the, yo, that power. That's scary power. That's like, I'm going to get on my knees, God power. Like, that's, this, is, this is defining who God is. Think about Joshua 10 verses 13. I'm just talking about creation, right? So think about this. The moon and the sun stand still for 24 hours. 
so that they can win a battle, <laughs> so that God's people can win a battle. The whole cosmos pauses because God's going, I want to flex my muscles because I'm God. Yo. See, that lives in us through the Holy Spirit. That's who lives in us. Um, think about practices on individuals. I don't want to go too long. I've got a bit of time still. I've got a timer, by the way, just so you guys know. 19 minutes and 53 seconds left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying. Because otherwise it goes, it runs wild. And then I never get asked back. And you guys are really nice. I'd love to come back sometime. Um, think about individuals through the Bible. Um, Samson, strength. King Saul, prophecy when he shouldn't have prophesied. Even the prophets are going, is this a prophet? We don't, what, what is going on here? It's like, this guy should not be prophesying like we're prophesying. Just the Holy Spirit coming on him. Daniel, explain dreams. Let no one else in the whole kingdom, no one else could answer these dreams. And he actually says, it's not me that can answer the dreams. It's my God who I serve that can answer the dreams. You see like, the power of God working through them. Behazel, Behazel, I don't know how you pronounce his name. In Exodus 31, workmanship, he was chosen because he was the best at crafting things for the temple of God. Hands, gold, copper, whatever, wood. He was the guy. God said, this guy, there's something on this guy. My spirit is on this guy. And I'm going to get him to build the Holy of Holies. I'm going to get him to, to build where my presence dwells on this earth. Kefe. <laughs> Peter. Stands up in Acts 2, just after this scripture we read, when you receive the power of the Holy Spirit, you'll be my witnesses. Just be, Peter stands up, and everyone shuts up. And they cut, to, the Bible says, they cut to the heart when Peter stood up. Like, this is Peter's time to shine, you know, like, Holy Spirit's just come. The church has just been planted, literally, in that moment. And Peter rises up, and the people are cut to their hearts. And they go, what do we do to be saved? And then he says, repent and be baptized. And 3,000, 3,000 people come. That wasn't Peter doing it. Because Peter was bombastic. He was the guy sinking all the time. He was the guy putting his mouth and foot. You know, that's my problem half the time. And the Holy Spirit comes on him. So then I want to start moving it down to, let's try and make it personal. What about you? What about me? It's, it's good to look at the Bible and things that have happened through creation. And, but think about your own life. I mean, in 1985, I was watching Magnum PR for those older people amongst us, or more mature, I calling ourselves. Yes, last night I sucked at that, that, that camp. I realized I was probably the oldest person by like 20 years. <laughs> for the first time, I was like, oh, no, it's happening. <laughs> All these young people, like, afterwards, I was knackered. I, they still want to worship more. I'm like, please, Lord, this is go home. <laughs> And in my sleep. And he's like, he comes to me. I call him early. He's looking at me with these beady eyes. I thought an hour home with him looking at me like that is not going to be good. I just please go back in. I mean, that's how bad it was. How did I get onto that tangent? But anyways, but um, <clears throat> so 1985, I was watching Magnum PR. Remember that Magnum PR? I was wearing a Magnum shirt, so I didn't even realize that. You know, with the little, the Tash and the short Brooker and the Ferrari and the Rottweilers. Yes, the more mature amongst us remember that. Probably on a Friday night or whatever. And uh, as a five-year-old boy, heard the Holy Spirit speaking to me almost tangibly, like a voice. Brett, you need to give your life to me. I want to use you. 
That was the first time I heard the Lord. And then my dad and them were out. They got home. I was like, something weird is happening. And, and my dad led me to the Lord. I still remember kneeling at my bunk bed with him. He led me to the Lord all those years ago. And only like much later in my life, I realized, ah, the Holy Spirit was actually working. Because I was Baptist, eh? I come from Baptist. The Holy Spirit is like, uh, ooh, don't touch the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Went on a mission trip. I know, sorry, babes, for a, for a girl, because I was much younger. I was 15 or so, 14, 15. Went on this mission trip for this girl that I thought would like me if I go. Very good heart to be on a mission trip. So I was living in Durban at that stage. We drove like eight hours on the bus to Umtata in the middle of nowhere. On the way there, my best friend asked her out to be his girlfriend. And so they had items. So I'm in the bush now by myself. <laughs> <coughs> Not having fun. But the Lord had other plans. Like we went to this very rural village. Sorry for those guys. I've heard these things before. My guys. Thank you for my guys coming from PM. Really good to have you with us. Makes me feel at home. It's like it makes me feel happy. And... Uh, Thank you for serving. Um, and so I'm out in the bush, and, and we get to these, oh, it was rough, eh? We got, our bus got stuck in mud, thicker than, like, up to our knees. It was really a rainy season. And we walked the rest, lost shoes. It was crazy. But we get into this village, and they poor. I mean, I think they, kept, they, they killed their last calf for us or whatever, just to feed us. And then as we get to this Rondavel, the, the team leader goes to, I mean, I'm like 14, 15, I'm not there for the right reasons. He says, Brett, just share something. So I panic. I panic a lot. So I come into this little round crawl thing, and in the corner almost, it was weird. It's like this dark corner. There's this old lady just like with funny eyes. And I looked at her, and I said, if you don't give your life to Jesus, go to hell. <laughs> Team leader was like, oh, dear Lord. Everyone, do you know, like, it's almost like when you fart, like in, and then everyone just makes a bubble around you. It's kind of what happens. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking. I'm going, did I do something wrong? I'm like, <clears throat> what is going on here? And then like, everyone's like, mm, you know, like, like, step away. All the eggs with me are like, oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> and um, if I need, I'm trying to comedic relief. You know, it helps. Um, um, so she gives her life to Jesus that day. What was more astounding than that was she, there was the, some Gorma, the witch doctor of the area. And so this little 14-year-old, 15-year-old on a mission trip for the wrong reason has an experience with the Holy Spirit and panics, says something stupid that wasn't stupid, and she gives a life to Jesus. And, and consequently, we found out the whole village came to know Jesus because she came to know Jesus. It's like, it's, it is beautiful. But more than that was, as I walked out of her house, I felt like, like a, something from the top of my head come like the power of God, actually. I won't dumb it down. And he said to me in that moment, he said, I'll give you a love for my my word and a love for my people. And I got home and my pastor, my mom and dad, a bunch of people like, you have changed. We think you're going to go into full-time ministry. That's where my call came to be an elder one day. And so just to think about your life, how many times has the Lord used the Holy Spirit in you, but we don't even maybe know about it, you know, like even this gnarly, gnarly one, this will be the last one, just a crazy one. So one day, I was subscribed to Popular Mechanics. I'm a bit of a geek in some of these things. And like, they always had this competition going, right? And I, there was this bike on this competition. And I actually, I ticked everything else. I didn't tick the bike. And I felt the God say, tick the bike. 
And I'm like, nah. I just like, take the bike. I'm like, nah, you're not going to give me a bike. A motorbike, like a motorbike, you know? Trues, Bob. I get a phone call. Mr. Bevan, you've just won one of those scooters from Popular Mechanics. I'm like, what? This is amazing. I'm like, God, Spirit, even led me to win a motorbike. So there's spiritual things, there's physical things, what you need. And I rode that little Vuma scooter thing, that bright yellow thing around. It was amazing. <laughs> and so, I, I know, it's a crazy, you're like God, but God is God, right? He can kind of do whatever He wants to, in all His righteousness and holiness and amazingness. And so, like, I love that testimony of the work thing. You, you just send me those videos on on what you watched. I'm going to try it and see if I get a <laughs> See. It worked for you, maybe. You know, I mean, please send it to me. Let's see what happens. You never know. Very cool. And so another thing I just want to make, of, uh, just to make, like, just to bring to your attention. I know you know this, but just to remind you. I lost you, sorry, Neil. I'm actually having really, I'm having a lot of fun. I thought I was, I'm having fun too. Thank you. Oh, so kind. So a theological dilemma that we have sometimes is if God is omnipresent, in other words, if God is all over at the same time, which we believe he is because he's all powerful, why don't we feel him all the time? And you see, that, that's another thing that I love about the Holy Spirit. One of his roles in our lives is to make the omnipresence of God, that, that God is with us all the time, tangible. So the more we're aware of the Holy Spirit in us, the more we're aware that what God is doing in us is quite significant the more we'll know that he's with us all the time, the more we'll live a, a life that is honoring and pleasing to him. The more we'll be led by his spirit, the more we'll, we won't miss what he's saying to us. So a lot of us are deaf because we don't allow him to work, because we're scared of him. It's very scary throwing a word of knowledge out that you, you know might actually hurt somebody. So like that thing last night, someone wants to self-harm. That is a big deal, I think. And then I said, could you put your hand up? And then I said, could you stand up? And then I said, could you come to the front? That's scary for me, throwing it out there. It's scary for the person receiving it. Like living in the Holy Spirit isn't a fun thing half the time. It's petrifying. But if you see God move and work in people and transform their hearts and their minds and their souls, and you know that you can't do that, only God can do that, that's Kiff. And so what I've tried to do is position my heart to try to hear God in every situation. And I think you see that in, the, in Jesus. I think he was filled with the Spirit. And think about this. Why is it that 100% of the people that he prayed for were healed? 100% of the demon-possessed were set free. 100% of God's encounters with people were 100%. Why? Because he only did what the Father told him through the Spirit. <laughs> He was so obedient to the last dots and crossed T that God used him magnificently 100% of the time. And so I'm aiming for that for me. Because if the Lord is leading us specifically to pray for someone or something, we can't do the healing, we can't do the changing, but we can be obedient in asking. Because the Holy Spirit lives in us. And I think we don't ask enough. God does the work, we need to ask. He says, if you don't ask, you don't receive. I'm a big believer in that. But it's that leading of the Holy Spirit that gets us to the point that He can move and work through us. Does it make sense? You guys still with me? We've got eight minutes and 30 seconds left. We're going to do it. 
Um, so uh, next slide, dunamos. Hey, you are on it. So it's interesting that word dunamos, that, that power, the word for power used in Acts is dunamos. It's where we derive our uh, stick of dynamite from, basically. And so think about this. It's like a, a one stick of dynamite, which is 20 centimeters long and 3.2 centimeters in diameter, and it weighs 0.23 of a kilogram. One of those sticks of dynamite can move a ton of rock by itself. And they used to use it for mining a lot. Drill a hole, stick a stick of dynamite, blow a ton of rock out. One stick of dynamite can do that, move a ton of rock. So if the power of the Holy Spirit is on us, and it's quite powerful, imagine how many sticks of dynamite are sitting here, how much more can we move in the spirit world, being used by him individually, and then corporately. And that's why maybe Jesus said, hey, you guys would do more than I have done. <laughs> it's because there's a bunch of us that need to be walking in the Holy Spirit. Um, in that scripture too, it says, um, but you will receive power. Who's the you? Because this is a good question. Um, Acts 2, verses 16 to 19. I don't think this is up, but you can throw this next slide up. Uh, what is the next slide? I've lost my notes. Acts 2, yeah, Acts 2, 16. Let me read it quickly for us. And this is a quote from Amos. It says, but this is what was uttered through the prophet, oh, sorry, Joel, through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares. So God's declaring this thing, hey? It's not like it might happen, it might not happen. He's declaring this is what's going to happen in the last days. And we're, believing, we're living in the last days. <clears throat> I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. Even your male servants and your female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood, fire, and vapor of smoke. So God declared in the book of Joel hundreds of years before Acts 1, 8 and Acts 2 that he will pour out his spirit on every single person. Male, female, young, old, black, white, English, Afrikaans, Corsa, Zulu, Malawian. <laughs> Just thinking about Malawi because of lion's shame. He declared that. So who are we to deny him? And we do deny him. We do push him away. We do go, Jesus, we don't want this because it might be too hard. Or it might be too weird. Or what will people think of us? <laughs> but man, every time I've stood out and like, God, I don't know if this is you. It's been him. And he's worked somehow in and through people. Yeah. It's cool, eh? Oh. Next slide. And I've mentioned this, but I, sorry. And then we'll be his witnesses. When we realize that every single one of us is filled with the Holy Spirit, and he's not just airy-fairy thing. He's the third person of the Trinity of the Lord God. <clears throat> we will be his witnesses. He'll, we'll be used by him to be that light that shines to this dark world. It's beautiful. So I'm excited about your, he's coming to dinner. I really think God's going to do some cool stuff. Matthew 16, 20 says this, Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. Listen to this. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by signs that accompany it. <clears throat> oh, sorry. I'm a big believer. It's like when the gospel goes out, there should be signs and wonders following. Because the world goes, this isn't a religion. This is something else. 
<clears throat> this is a relationship thing. This is, and we see the disciples doing that. We see a lot of guys doing that throughout history, actually. Acts 8, 6 says this, When crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they paid close attention to what he said. There's something about the Holy Spirit that wants to boast a little bit about who he is, in a good way, like in a godly way. <sighs> wants to boast so that people go, Ooh, we want to pay close attention to what's happening over here. And so often as churches, we try to do it by good music and overhead projectors and good sound and a polished preach and and, and we, we're not going to get it done like that. <laughs> Those might help facilitate maybe. The, the, if you rip everything to the, the bare bones, it's, it's God's church. Jesus is the head. He's the one building it. But the Spirit is the one giving life. And if we dig wells, what I'm doing, and we, 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 what we're doing in our congregation, we're trying to dig wells, trying to dig as deep as we can in the Lord, and hopefully His water pops up and people come and drink. That's one way of building church. Another way is putting up fences and, and religious systems and rules to try to keep people in. It never works. It's when Jesus is happening. What's what I love about you guys? There's something, Greenpoint, there's something of God's, ah, there's something of his well springing up here. It's something, ah, I want to come and drink, you know? <clears throat> I'm telling you now, people get this. They're thirsty out there. They're going to come and drink. But I want to encourage you to allow the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do through you. Be courageous. Each one of us, be courageous. Be strong in the Lord. Be sensitive to what he's saying to you. When there's been some weird things that God has said to me, like really weird things, they still line up with the Bible. It's not unbiblical, but very weird things. If God can use a donkey to talk to somebody, he can use you. Sorry, I didn't mean you. I looked at you, but I wasn't meaning you specifically. I was meaning us. You know I me. Mean? Sorry about that. Because your guns are quite big there. I don't want you to beat me up after. <laughs> so slide 10 is, um, and we're almost done. Um, walking by the Spirit. Sorry, the next one. The witnesses, next one. So um, Galatians 5.16 says, Walk by the Spirit, and you will, be, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And then the last, last slide, and I want to end with this, and then maybe we can just pray. I've got like one minute and 23 seconds left, so I don't know how the prayer thing is going to work, but I did try to keep it in. Um, which lamp are you? So the Holy Spirit fills us, and there's this abundance of life that comes with it. But life can snuck up us a lot, and things and attitudes and the way we position our hearts that can empty us. And so I believe, I believe in a continually be f- being filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't think we ever lose Him, but I think there is always a place for Him to continue to fill us and to lead us. Do you believe that? Because in my life, I don't know, sometimes I'm very dry and nothing happens. And so you go to the Lord and He fills you again, you know. <clears throat> and, there's, and the question is, which lamp are you? If, who, who would God use? Would He use a full lamp ready to shine or would He use an empty lamp? That needs to be filled and then lit and then be used. What would you use? You'd use the full lamp, right? I know it's a, yeah. it's a ugh, question, like, Brett, come on. Obviously, he's going to use the full lamp. But the thing with this is I meet a lot of Christians that are very empty a lot of the time. And they go, God, why aren't you using me? Why aren't you using me? Why aren't you using me? And he's going, because you're empty. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't positioned yourself for me. <clears throat> 
And he'll choose a guy like me that doesn't really have that many giftings. But I'm like, I'm full, I'm full, I'm ready. I'm like that donkey in Trek, you know, like, choose me, choose me, choose me. Like, choose me. And he's like jumping in the background in Trek. He's like, anybody else, anybody else, you know. I'm that guy, come on, choose me. I'm ready. And he's like, oh, dear Lord, are we there yet? Are we there yet? You know what I mean? It's like, <clears throat> and I do believe, like, we can position ourselves. Even now, if, you, if you're going, bread, I'm empty. God can fill you in a moment right now. He can. He wants to, actually, because he died for you. <laughs> he sent his bird for you. He wants to live a mediocre Christian life. We want to live a life that's burning for him, like it's on fire. And the thing to think about is this. So they're in the upper room. They're praying. We know the story. What happens? What comes down on each person? Tongues of fire. Isn't that significant, do you think? Like, and then he talks about shining light and don't put a lamp under a bowl. And something of their hearts were ignited, I think, in that day. And I think that's what he wants to do. Oh, actually, I don't think. I actually believe he wants to do that even today, afresh. But it's up to us on how do we position ourselves. Thank you. She, she confirmed it. No one's going to throw a chair at me today, which is great. So maybe we should land there and just, I want to give opportunity to pray if we can. And just if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit again, he, I can't do this. I'm just a spokesman for him. He has to do this. If you want to be filled again, if you want to stop living a mediocre Christian life and actually start living a powered, filled life, and whatever that looks for you, it doesn't mean you're going to preach. Doesn't mean any, it means what God has called you to do. You can do it to the best of your ability in Him. I, w- I would really love to pray for you, so that the Holy Spirit comes. I think there is something about praying for one another. I think there is something about laying on of hands. I can give you what I have. I have faith that the Holy Spirit is real, and He's moving through us, and He wants us to be used by Him. I do have faith like that because I see Him actively in my life, and I think we can pray for each other for that. And so before we do that, I had, I've had a word of knowledge the whole morning, and I'm a bit, bit scared to, to throw it out because people are people, and sometimes we miss it, but I don't think I am. I really feel like there's someone here today, um, and the word, the word that the Lord gave me was you distracted by things of business or money problems, something like that. It's, it's felt, it felt like the business or the money pressure or the, there's big decisions you have to make or reschedule reshifting stuff in business or something like that has distracted you from the Holy Spirit living and working through you. And you're actually putting your faith on that thing and not on what God can provide. And this has been a struggle for you for quite a while, actually, I think. And you've been holding it close to you because, I don't know, pride or I don't know, whatever. Just you're not, you're not going, hey, I'm bringing my life into the light. And I really felt like God wants to bring freedom for you. I know it's quite a hard word. It's quite a direct word. And that's very hard to like, oh, that's me, Brett. But I, I really have been feeling that since I walked in the building. And I'm like, surely not, Lord. Surely not. It's a very different word to what I usually have. But if you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, your distraction needs to be put, up, put aside. Because that thing's going to take the place of the Holy Spirit all the time. So I don't know if there is someone like that here. If you can respond somehow. That was very quick. Well done, bud. Amazing. Love to pray for you and really just ask God to give you that peace that transcends all understanding, just that ability that He's in charge and He's in control and He's your provider and not your stuff. But well done. That's amazing. 
Anyone else feeling like that, just in case there's more than one? Awesome. Awesome. Wow. That's so cool. Anyone else? Oh, another one. Nice. How cool is that? One word for three different people. Amazing. Yeah, and we're going to trust for freedom. Anyone else? And then we all pray. Come on. Can I say this quickly? In these moments, please don't hold back. Often I get this. Even last night, one of the ladies came to me, one of the young ladies. She said, I just want to encourage you, Brett. The word that you had was spot on for me, but I didn't respond because I was too scared. You missed out. I don't care. Like, it's, I don't care. I know I'm hearing the Lord. That sounds a bit... I know I'm hearing the Lord. You missed out. Don't come and say sorry to me. Say sorry to you. You missed out on what the Lord was doing. So could I ask, like, if God's speaking and there's words of knowledge that come, just respond, okay? It's like, I don't need affirmation. I don't need to know that my word was accurate. Maybe just throw me if it's wrong. <clears throat> and then we're biblical. Okay, so good. Well done for, like, responding quickly because so often we miss what the Lord is doing because of the pride thing happening in us or whatever it is. And he stops us from that. I, I, I really don't need to hear, well done, Brett. I, what I'm desiring is the Holy Spirit to break life over us. And that's got nothing to do with us. <laughs> okay, so just sorry. It was a little bit tangy. But um, um, yes, my darling. Please add something. And then, we'll, then we'll pray for you guys. Yeah, I'm just feeling like there's two sides to that word. There are those who are distracted because... They're looking at the money and they're looking at um, their business plans and all of that, and they're not prioritizing maybe um, the things of the kingdom. But I, I feel like the other side are those that aren't expectant enough that God actually wants to bless you with money. Um, yeah, and, and to come into your workplace, um, whether it's having like a devotional during a, um, a lunch break or like inviting a leader into your job, into your place of work and actually say like, let's bring Jesus in here. And that's not negating like church in a building and com nights and all that, but actually like trusting that God wants to make what, what the world has said is secular. He actually wants to make sacred to you. Like he wants you to flow, um, not in a prosperity gospel. He wants you to flow in a blessing like was shared earlier. Like, are you trusting to go on the Brazil trip? Are you trusting to go on the Africa trip? Why not? Because you don't have the money. Okay. But have you asked? What, what are, you, are you asking God, give me the next step? What's the person I need to speak to? Do I need to talk to my boss about a, a raise? Like, actually, my dad used to say, like, people should look at you and say, who does she think she is? <laughs> you know, because that's, yeah, that's the God that we serve. Like, when we look at God, the boldness and confidence that comes out of that, yes, God can say no. And if our heart is right, we'll accept that. But if you don't ask, you don't get. And we should, the, 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 the requests that we bring before the, for God, when other people hear them, they should, they should say, who does, she think, who does he think he is? You know, like, let's honor God with our prayers. Cool. So I'm going to pray for you guys first. Do you mind standing with us? And, oh, sorry. Yeah. Are you still happy? Okay, cool. You must just tell me to keep quiet because, you know, I want to come back. Definitely. I love your congregation. So. <laughs> I'm trying to be a, like my best behavior ever, but it's really hard because I'm a naughty guy. Another thing, just I know it's a bit weird and stuff, but like my kids have never received a gift from me with closed fists or can we open our hands to the Lord? I know it's just a receiver. It's a heart position. It's like, 
I'm a big believer in just God, come. Um, are we also asking for more money? Yeah, Kiff. Yeah, <laughs> Your finance teaching works, you know, it's like, I'm going to do it, man. So I'm going to probably do it too because I can, I mean, we are one. So I mean, you know, she, that's how your wife forces you into prayer. You know what I'm saying? So, and so, yeah, Father, thank you for these, these, guy, these guys, Lord and girls. Um, Lord, we really just want to pray right now. Your spirit comes on every single one of them. No matter what as, aspect of this word is relevant for them, Lord. And I, I want to pray first that your peace that transcends all understanding will be upon them. Lord, their, their hope... And their joy is on you and you alone, Lord, that you are our provider in everything. You know the hairs on our head or the lack of hairs on our head for some of us. Lord, you know you're the, you, you own the cattle on a thousand hills. You are all-powerful and magnificent. And Lord, you provide. And you're a good father. And Lord, we want to pray that right now, even, that you'll shift something in their hearts. Your spirit will just fill them afresh this morning, God. Come and have your way amongst them. Lord, that their distraction won't be these things. Their distraction will be you. <laughs> They'll be distracted by your presence and by your, your mercy and your love. And they'll feel you really, really, really closely on a daily basis. And that you'll give them godly wisdom in these moments. Not wisdom that's from, from, from earth or that's fallen, but wisdom that comes from heaven. So we want to trust you for this. In the name of Jesus. And thank you for their faith, Lord, to respond. And Lord, in their response, in their faith, Lord, that you will just do something magnificent and we'll hear many, many amazing testimonies of your goodness in their lives. And we trust you for that, God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Amazing, amazing. Thank you, Lord. Just settle them, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Just trusting with him, Lord. Amazing King. Thank you, God. Amazing, Lord. Mm. Mm. Amazing, God. Lord, help them just understand what you're doing as well. Lord, just bring them into your wisdom. There's a wonderful scripture. I can't remember. I think it's in Psalms. It says, the Lord confides in those who fear him. It's such a beautiful thing. Like, he comes and he whispers and he... It's like, my son, my daughter, this is what I'm doing. I'm confiding in you. But it's that, it's that fear of the Lord. It's that heart position. What are we doing now? We're posturing ourselves to God. We fear you and you alone. And as that happens, he confides in those who love him. He confides in those who fear him. <coughs> it's a beautiful thing. And Lord, I pray that that confiding would happen, God. Thank you, Lord. Amazing King. Amazing King. Thank you, Lord. Oh. Trusting with you guys and girls. Yeah. Like man. Yeah, I can just feel a weight. I saw a weight come off your shoulders now. It was beautiful, man. Hey? It's like, it's like, ah, oh, I can breathe again. It's like coming to the Lord, you know, hiding in his presence, you know. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Amazing. Well done, guys. Like, uh, awesome. <laughs>